you get this. Amen. Tonight we're going to talk about take off the limits. Amen. Take off the limits. Amen. Let's pray. Dear God, now thank you, Father, for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you, God, for all that you've already done for us. We praise you, God, that you woke us up this morning. And then, God, you allowed many of us to go out and do some things and take care of some things. And then, God, you brought us back to a place where we could come and commune and talk together and sit and hear about your word. So we thank you tonight. We ask God that you continue to look over our families. Dear God, you know us better than we know ourselves. The things that we are in need of, God, we thanking you right now for victory in those areas. Whatever the area is, God, we're claiming victory in those areas. We are victorious because, God, you have made us winners through Christ Jesus. And so now, God, we thank you for the great things that you have in store for us. We thank you for receiving blessings and favor like never before. Thank you for those who are watching. Continue to bless their lives, their homes, whatever it is, God, they place their hand to. I just believe it is going to be a success. So, Father, I thank you even now for First St. Peter. Continue, God, to use us. Continue to let your light shine through us, God, so that they can reach further than we can imagine and or think. So, Father, we thank you for what you've done to us, through us, and for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. So we're talking about taking off the limits. Amen. Taking off the limits. And this is a very, very, we all know this story. Amen. It's a very familiar story. Uh, but what intrigued me about it, y'all know what happens when I get into it. Hey, Miss Brandon, God bless you. Uh, you know, when I get intrigued about something that I've actually read and looked over time and time again, and something pops up at me, Amen. I have to go and look at it again. And so that's what I did. I went and looked at this story again. This is a great story. Not only is it a great story, but it's one of the most memorable miracles that Jesus performed while he was on this earth. People are talking about this even now. We're talking about it right now. This miracle is one of the most if I can say famous miracles of the Bible today, if anyone begin to talk about miracles, they would they would talk about the water being turned to wine. Come on, they would talk about how the Red Sea was parted. Amen. They they would talk about um, how Mary was pregnant and and didn't know a man, and then they would mention the five thousand defeating. Amen. There are just some miracles that Jesus did in the Bible were so memorable because, watch this, he did it on a large scale, not to play down any other miracle that Jesus did and not to play down any other miracle that happened in the Bible, but it was this large miracle because after this he did, he fed 4,000, amen. But it was this miracle 
that was so important because what we have to understand is that the miracle was really not about the miracle itself. <laughs> Come on. It really wasn't about the miracle, but it was about the Messiah. It was about Jesus. And in and, and other uh, commentaries and studies, it, it said that Jesus uh, used this moment what we like to call in early childhood a teachable moment. We talked about it before. I've mentioned this before, but I had to look at it again because that's something I even missed. That Jesus wanted to show them something, and he didn't want to show them just about uh, supplying food. He didn't want to just show them I can um, feed these people, but it was more to it than that. Because it had something to do with us. Oh man. I want you to look at it. Look at it. Don't close your Bibles. I want you to look at it. Because we're going to talk about us tonight. The reason why many times there's limits on God is because there are some things we fail to see. There are some things we fail to believe. There are some things we fail to acknowledge. But that is over with tonight. Well, after we look at this scripture, after we go through these uh, few points, after we talk about it, then we're going to have a better understanding of what Christ is to us. He's more than just calling on him. He's more than just every knee shall bow the tongue. Shall come. He's more than that. He's our everything. No matter what it is, no matter what you can think of, he's that. So let's look at the story real quick. It was right after Jesus had crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee. And a great crowd of people followed him because what they saw signs <laughs> and he had performed by healing the sick then Jesus went up on a mountainside and sat down with his disciples the Jewish Passover festival was near okay so now when Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him he said to Philip watch this Look how awesome Jesus is. He says this in the red now. This is Jesus talking. Where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? Now, the commentaries mentioned that he asked um, Philip because Philip was from in that area. And that Philip would know where to go and get food and meat and bread if someone was to buy it. But Philip answered it. Watch this. He says, he asked this only to what? Test him. Look at what Jesus is doing. Now, I need you all to understand. Remember now, in the Sunday school lesson, we talked about how the 12 spies went into the camp to see what they would do, to see what they would say, to Test, watch this, their faith. And so now here's Jesus doing the same thing. 
No, he didn't send Philip to spy, but he's asking him a question just to see where he is in his faith. <laughs> and listen, I need somebody to hear me tonight. There were times in your life when you had this question. Where am I going to get money to buy bread? But somehow or another, God allowed bread to arrive on your table. So somebody had this question, where am I going to find money to pay the bill? But somehow or another, he allowed that money to get into that account or however it got paid, it got paid. That we had the same question, but all of a sudden, from out of nowhere, it was taken care of. And sometimes the Lord will put you in a situation. He would allow you to go into a situation knowing what he's already got planned for you. Look at the scripture. I'm not making it up. Watch this. Jesus asked him to only test him. Come on, talk to me. For he already had in mind <laughs> What he was going to do. Are you hearing me? Sometimes we put limits on God. Because we fail to use our faith. Sometimes we put limits on God because we fail to use our faith. Watch this. When Jesus asked Philip whether to buy a great amount of bread, listen to this. Philip started assessing <laughs> the probable cost. See? And this is where the faith get left out of because when we see something sometimes and it don't look like we're able that we begin to assess things. We begin to analyze and be analytical and we try to figure out how can I do this? How can I do that? And we fail to use our faith. And because we fail to use our faith, we put the limit on God. He can't do what you will not allow him to do. He can break through anything you don't allow him access to. He can't heal nothing if you don't trust him for real. He can't give you deliverance if you're still holding on to some stuff. He, he can't make you do anything. He needs your co cooperation by allowing him to do it. Sometimes we put the limits on God because we do not allow faith to do what faith supposed to do. God already know he's going to heal you. Look at the story. Jesus already knew what he was going to do, but he just wanted to see where was Philip at. Sometimes, y'all remember those, that the little thing they used to call a reality check? Sometimes God would give you a faith check. He want to see, can you trust me? Even if you got to pay your tithes and your bill is the same amount as your tithes, will you go ahead and tithe? You ain't got to say nothing about me. He'll trust you. He, he wants to see if, if you can trust him when 
uh, it seems like you're not going to be able to do what you want to do and, and things are coming in on you. He wants to know if you're going to really trust him. He already know what he's going to do. He just want to see what you're going to say. <laughs> Y'all ain't saying nothing back to me. Look at what he said. It. He only asked Philip to test him. And let me tell y'all something. Sometimes sicknesses, illness, uh, illnesses, uh, 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 poverty, and all this stuff, sometimes it comes because we're not saying the right thing. See, a lot of us, we talk our way into stuff, but somehow or another, when we get in it, we don't know how to talk our way out of it. Oh, come on, talk back to me. He asked Philip just to see what Philip was going to say. Because Jesus already knew what he had in mind to do. Watch this. Let me read it. So Philip started assessing things with his mind. But Jesus wanted to teach him that financial resources. Can I tell you? Watch this. Listen to me. Financial resources are not the most important ones. Did you hear that? Sometimes we put the limit on Jesus because we fail to see the source as our resource. <laughs> we fail to see the source as our resource. See, money is okay. But money isn't everything. <laughs> Come on here. Money can do some things. But money can't do everything. Good money can get you a good doctor. <laughs> but it can't get you complete healing. Y'all ain't talking back to me. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with money. But when it comes down to the source... Jesus is the resource. Oh, come on, talk back to me. And this is what he was trying to get them to understand. This is why this miracle is so awesome. Not only because he fed 5,000, it's because Jesus transcended currency. Come on, talk back to me. And I know we get excited when we get a little extra link and all that kind of stuff. Ain't no wrong with that. We get a little excited when we get a little bonus. I get excited when the job say, hey, we're going to give you guys a little bonus. That's good stuff. But when we rely more on physical finances and we do not take Jesus and God at his word, we put limits on them. So in order to take the limits off, we have to see the source, which is Jesus Christ, as our resource. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? I know, I know you may make $50,000 a year, $75,000 a year, but let me tell you something. That's nothing compared to what God can do. He asked Philip, he said, what can we do? Where's the money? What? How much do we have? Can we buy enough food 
Phil said, man, this ain't enough for all these folks. These little resources we got, it's going to take a year's wage to feed all these people. So sometimes what we do, we put limits on God because we look into our bank account and say, oh man, we can't get that house. You ain't sending them back to me. We look at our credit score. I mentioned it before, but we look at our credit score and say, oh man, we can't get the house. We can't get the car. Come on here. Sometimes what we do, sometimes we even talk ourselves out of stuff non-verbally. Because we go into places already knowing in our head, oh man, they run my credit. It's going to be over. But you know what? I'm making up my mind tonight. I'm not going to say that stuff no more. Because I could, I could have been, I, I know for sure that I probably talked myself out of some good things that God had for me. But I kept letting my mind say, man, you know your credit score is nothing about a five or something. But let me tell you something. I'm acknowledging tonight that my source is my resource. I'm not going to rely on what the uh, credit history say. I'm not going to rely on the credit report. Because if I got Jesus, that's all I need. And Jesus can make anything happen at any time, any place, and anywhere. It's time to take the limits off. Watch this. So Philip started assessing the probable cost. Jesus wanted to teach that financial resources are not the most important ones. We can limit, listen to it, what God does in us by assuming we know what he can and cannot do. <laughs> there is nothing too hard for God. Hey, Miss Lake, God bless you tonight. There is nothing too hard for him. We always sing the song, and I want us to sing it at First St. Peter, all in his hands. That song, we used to, boy, listen here, back then in the early 80s, them choirs used to rock that song, all in his hands. I put it all in his hands. Then they say, no matter how great or small, somebody know the song, he's the master of them all. Now we sing in that song, watch this, we say those words. But do we really allow him to be the master of it all? Do we really allow him to be in control of it all? We have to stop picking and choosing the things we want God to control. See, when we start picking and choosing, what God can have, what Jesus can do, then we're putting the limits on it because why? We're failing to see the source as our resource. We put more faith than stimulus than we do God. You ain't got to say nothing back to me. That's fine. We, look, we get more excited about unemployment checks than we do about what God can do for us. Come on here. <laughs> You ain't got to say nothing to me. That's fine. I'm, I'm good. If they go on the news right now tonight and say another stimulus check is coming for everybody, everybody's going to get excited about it. 
But why settle for a temporary stimulus when Jesus can give you an overabundant stimulus? Eternal resources is what our father has. But we put the limits on them when we fail to see the source, which is Jesus Christ, as our resource. And that's all he really wanted them to see. He, he, it was not just the, the miracle, but it was the Messiah that they was failing to see. How, have you ever seen something and, and, and didn't recognize what it was, even though it was right in your face? Come on, talk back to me. Watch this. So, we limit what God does when we assume that God can't handle that mortgage. When we assume that we're okay with paying off the church mortgage and we don't want to take on nothing else. But God is telling us that the land belongs to us. Come on, talk back to me. Stores belong to us. Malls belong to us. Schools belong to us. Gas stations, I said it before. Gas stations, laundromats, they belong to us. God got this stuff waiting for us. All we got to do is let him bring it to us. We can't be the lender if we're the borrower. We can't be the head if we're the tail. We got to start turning this thing around. We have to start allowing our source to be our resource. Let's trust God. Let's believe God. It's time to possess the land that God has given unto us. Watch this. Is there some seemingly impossible task? Here's a question to you. That you believe God wants you to do. Watch this now. Whatever it is, listen, don't let your estimate of what can't be done <laughs> keep you from taking on the task. Mm. God can do the miraculous. Trust him to provide the resources when he gives you a mission. Are you hearing me? You know what else they failed to do? They failed to look past the reality of not having enough. Because they did not have enough. <laughs> because they failed to see past the reality of they didn't have enough. They said, since we don't have enough, we can't help the people. Notice what they're saying. Now, I want you to hear this. That, that the disciples, we ain't got enough so we can't help. Hmm. And that's not what it was all about. <laughs> Here, here's what I want you to understand now. Of course, you may not can do it. You may not have the ability to do it. But guess who can? Guess who have more than enough to do exceedingly, abundantly, watch this, all that you can ask for and think. And some 
uh, translations, it says imagine. We put limits on him. When we fail to see past the reality of we not having enough. Of course, we may not have enough. But God has the resources. God has the connections to bring you into not only enough, but more than enough. No, we might can't do it. But when Jesus is in it, when God is in it, the Holy Spirit is in it. We can't do it, but he can bring us into a place where we can find more than enough to get the job done. You have to take the limits off of God. What's up, Miss Portia? You got to take the limits off of God. He wants to do exceedingly and abundantly things in your life. But you keep looking at reality. And reality is saying your money is funny and your change is strange. You can't do it. But Jesus is saying, I got you. Just believe in me. We got to take the limits off. But see, when we fail to let faith be used properly, we limit him. <laughs> when we fail to let the source be the resource, we are limiting him. When we fail to look past our reality and see that we don't have enough, we fail to let God be unlimitless in our life. The disciples, of course, they didn't have enough. But you have to understand, watch this. When, when they brought the boy, when Andrew then brought the boy, notice now what happened. Everybody got fed. Are you hearing me? Everybody got fed. Jesus did not use no money. Jesus did not have to go call for a loan. Hear me. He did not have to go and borrow. The Bible said he prayed, gave thanks, broke it, and began to pass it out. Let me listen to me. You don't think God know how to bring finances into your life? He does. You don't think God don't know how to cause people to bless you? He does. Do you think God does not know how to give you the connections that you need to do what he's called you to do? If he called you to the mission, I just read it to you. If he called you to the mission, he's going to cause the resources to come to you. You don't have to break your neck to get anything God calls you to do. Because if you got to run after it, it may not be what God called you for. You ain't saying nothing back to me. If you got to go hustle for it. I know somebody said, well, Reverend, you know, you got to do, well, listen, I ain't hating on nobody. I thank God for all the entrepreneurs that's in the world. I thank God for those who hustle. I thank God for that. But that's not your boy. When it's time for 
when it's time for me to be a millionaire, God going to make it happen. <laughs> when it's time for First St. Peter to own more property, God going to make it happen. When it's time for us to build a youth center, God is going to make it happen. When it's time for us to build an assistant senior home, God is going to make it happen. When it's time to buy the mall, God is going to make it happen. When it's time to build the 15,000 seat arena, God is going to make it happen. When it's time for your children to come back, God is going to make it happen. You don't have to chase after anything. God owns the world and those that dwell therein, you don't think he know how to make something come to you? He knows where everything is. I got to say this and I'm gone because I'm getting super excited. Watch this. Y'all remember when uh, they was talking about paying taxes and stuff? Okay, check this out. They came to Jesus. He said, all right, don't worry about this. I want you to go down by the shore. <laughs> There's going to be a fish there. Go down there and get the money out the fish mouth. <laughs> Come on, talk to me. And then go pay what you need to pay. See, God ain't got no problem with you paying your taxes. But all he wants you to do is trust him. Because he knows. Come on. Thank you, Miss Hillier. He'll make it happen. Thank you, Miss Lay. He will make it happen. Take the limits off of God. I got to say this. Y'all remember that rap group called No Limit Soldiers? It's time for us to be just like that. Brother Master P, I never really did like his rapping, but he had the right slogan, No Limit Soldier. In other words, 